This is the Assumption Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. When dawn breaks, mercies arise. Assumption Church is a Roman Catholic community under the care of the Franciscan Friars Conventual of Our Lady of Angels Province. It is a community of faith which is active in service and its ministries bring the gospel message of peace, reconciliation, and love to Syracuse and all of central New York. Your glory here among us. Great is our First, I'd like to embarrass our six new members of Francis Corps by introducing you to this parish community uh, at Assumption uh, by name. So when I call out your names, uh, they'll be later in the Mass, the official commissioning, but just getting to know ye. Uh, so would uh, Elias Arias please stand, and remain standing, Elias, and Lauren Chacon, and Caroline Friedman, and Tanner Loper, and Catherine Timmerman, and Stephanie Vogelman. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's our new Francis Corps 21. Now that you're all embarrassed, you can be seated. <laughs> and uh, while some of you may think that now that the six of them have graduated from colleges and universities of renown, that they've come to Syracuse because of the climate, uh, uh, I, especially the winters. Uh, I, uh, I want to uh, have a word with them uh, and ask you to listen in as I have this word with them about the reasons that they've come to Syracuse. Uh, you know, St. Francis of Assisi didn't write this quote but if he could have written it in English, he would have. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I'm sure when the six of you began college or university several years ago, you could not have imagined yourselves after graduating, coming for a gap year uh, of volunteer ministry to the poor uh, here with us Franciscans and all of the parishioners here in Syracuse. Uh, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And that was a lesson that Francis of Assisi learned 800 years ago back in Assisi. At the end of the Francis Corps year of ministry to the poor, under the direction of Mr. A.J. Lapointe and Johanna, would you please stand too so uh, you'll be embarrassed with all the rest, the directors of the program, and with the chaplaincy of Friar Rick, whom you all know, and uh, Sister Anne, and all the friars here. Uh, the, uh, at the end of this Francis Corps year, uh, the six young adults will actually culminate by making a pilgrimage to Assisi, Italy, in the footsteps of St. Francis and St. Clair 
his great companion in the founding of our Franciscan charism of love and ministry to the poor. And, uh, and when they go to Assisi, I had the blessing of actually being in Assisi this spring for the general chapter of our Franciscan order at the same time that Francis Gore was there. So we got together uh, for a good chin wag and a cup of tea and, uh, and the like. So uh, uh, there is one site in Assisi where you will visit uh, that is really uh, uh, imaged in all of the readings of Mass for today. It's the site of what is called in Italian the spoliazione of St. Francis. And the Italian word spoliazione is hard to translate, but it really means the dispossessing of himself, the emptying of himself. St. Francis's stripping himself of all that he didn't need. And uh, what happened was, at an early stage in his own uh, young adult life, when he was about the same age as the six new young adults of Francis Corps in his early 20s, Francis began feeling a call from God to live and minister to the poor. And uh, his father was quite wealthy, and his father had a mercantile business with a cloth merchant. And, uh, but Francis, while he loved his father and mother and his brother dearly, he knew God was calling him to do something different than they were doing. And uh, so he went to the Bishop of Assisi, uh, and uh, I had the chance to spend an afternoon with the successor of that bishop while I was in Assisi, and Bishop Sorrentino, the bishop of today, and Cardinal Turkson from the Vatican and I, the three of us, had a meeting at the site of the Spoliazione, at the site where Francis stripped himself of all of his clothes, and we talked about the economics of Saints Francis and Clare. It was an interesting dialogue between the present-day Bishop of Assisi, Cardinal Turkson from the Vatican and myself, about the economics of Saints Francis and Clare. Anyway, it was at that site that Francis actually, of course, he was Italian, so he was very emotional. Uh, Friar Rick, you can talk about Italian emotions. And so to make his point to the bishop, he took off all of his clothing and, uh, and stood there stark naked before the bishop and says, now I can truly say, our Father who art in heaven. And the bishop hastily wrapped Francis in his cloak. And later, St. Clair sewed that cloak into um, the habit that Francis adopted uh, as a poor man uh, in the streets of Assisi. Uh, what Francis did 800 years ago, uh, mutatis mutandis, in a, uh, changing circumstances, 
Our six Francis Corps members, Elias, Lauren, Caroline, Tanner, Catherine, and Stephanie, that's what you're doing. Uh, you're, uh, you're dispossessing yourself of many things. Uh, unlike many of your classmates and colleagues who've left college and the university to get a running start in a very materialistic world, you've decided to pause, to stop, not to immerse yourself in the materialism of this world, uh, but to pause like Francis and Claire and take stock of the world that you're re-entering after college and university so that you can take stock of the needs of this world, the needs of its people, and ask God how you can best be an instrument of love in the lives of these creatures whom God has made. We know that Jesus Christ, Francis of Assisi, Claire of Assisi, they all had a very, very special love for those people in the world who don't have anything, the poorest of the poor. Jesus could have become incarnate anywhere in the whole world, but he chose the poverty of Bethlehem, a culture of poor, rough-and-tumble shepherds, to be the first society into which he went from the glory of heaven. Talk about spoliazione. Talk about dispossessing oneself. Jesus dispossessed himself of all the glories of heaven to come into the midst of a poor culture of laboring shepherds. You, my dear brothers and sisters, are dispossessing yourselves so that you can come into a culture of the poor, not in a patronizing way, but in a way that you can be evangelized, taught by the poor about what really matters, what values are. Today's readings talked about the all things on earth are vanity. Vanity of vanities, says Koheleth in the book of Ecclesiastes. And what does it profit you to accumulate things, is what the gospel is saying. What does it profit us to accumulate things? The gospel of Jesus Christ, the marrow of that gospel that was lived by Saints Francis and Clare, isn't about things. It's about people. It's about persons, not things. Life does not consist of possessing things, is what today's gospel, chapter 12 of St. Luke, says. One's life does not consist of possessions. Be rich, it says, in what matters to God. And what matters to God are people, persons. And so your focus in ministering to the poor this year will be not that they're poor, but that they are persons and that they are gifts into your lives from God and that they have something to tell you, something to share with you, something to teach you that will make you a better person because you reverence 
and respect and love these persons to whom you're being given the privilege from God to minister. The second reading today from Colossians said, seek what is above. Think of what is above. Take off your old self, put on a new self that's going to be focused on what is above. When Francis took off his old self, stripped himself in the spoliazione before the Bishop of Assisi, and adopted a new economics, an economics of persons, not things, Francis then could say, my God and my all. And that became his motto, Deus meus et omnia. I hope that becomes your motto this year in Francis Corps, my God and my all. And as you're working with the poor, you're reverencing in each person to whom you minister, my God and my all. That every person at whom you look, to whom you minister, you're seeing in them my God and my all and that your whole value system for the rest of your lives is going to be colored by the experience that you have uh, of this Franciscan ethos that reverences the poor, uh, says vanity of vanities to things, and puts the new self focused on persons as yourself. Our Father Dominic, who was a real practitioner of this, Friar Dominic became a missionary in Ghana, West Africa, and on one of his trips home, he's dead now, he said to me, oh James, I saw a lorry, that's what they call a big truck uh, there in Africa. I saw a lorry going by me the other day, and there was a sign on the lorry, it said, he who waits to the 11th hour is doomed to die at 1045. And so our Francis Corps lads and lassies have decided not to wait to the 11th hour to uh, resort the priorities that really matter in their Catholic Christian lives, but to take the moment now this gap year after their college graduation, so they can, um, with Francis and Claire, uh, gain this new perspective on the world, on life, and on eternity. And when they return to their families, when they return to society, uh, the rest of their lives is going to be, as I said, transformed because uh, Francis and Claire will have taught you uh, that the poor are really our teachers. Let me conclude. I was uh, giving a Franciscan pilgrimage day at the shrine of Our Lady of Knock in Ireland while I was working over there for a number of years. And, uh, and while I was walking in front of the Basilica of Our Lady uh, in County Mayo there at the Shrine of Knock, I saw an elderly woman with her little four-year-old grandchild that she was holding by the hand, and I stopped to chat with the old woman and the little girl. And I said to the little girl, uh, do you go to school yet? And she looked up at me and with great Irish loquacity said, I don't. 
And I said to her, well, when will you begin school? And the little child looked at me, she said, next year, if God spares me. Well, I thought to myself, I was laughing here to her. I looked at the granny. I says, I think she spends a lot of time with her granny. Indeed, she does, said the old woman, clueless to why I was grinning ear to ear. But afterwards, I thought, well, you know, there's wisdom in that little four-year-old. Because whether we're four, whether we're 14, whether we're 40, or whether we're fourscore, doesn't matter our age. Um, we can't put off till tomorrow. We don't know how much longer God is going to spare us in this veil of tears. We can't put off till tomorrow the good that needs to be done today. We can't wait to the 11th hour for what needs to be done before 1045. And it's that ethos of taking the bull by the horns and doing something uh, that puts their Catholic faith into practice, that Francis Sinclair and that Elias, Lauren, Caroline, Tanner, Catherine, and Stephanie are now doing. And all of us pledge to you, dear sisters and brothers, our loving support in this year as you undertake that commitment in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In you our every day becomes eternity. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org. Light of the world.